Hi, this is Jim Montague, Executive Editor of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com, and this is the latest in our Control Amplified podcast series. In these recordings, we talk with expert sources about process control and automation topics and try to get beyond our print and online coverage to explore some of the underlying issues impacting users, system integrators, suppliers, and other people and organizations in these industries. For our eighth podcast, we're talking to Sam Hoff, CEO of Patty Engineering, a CSIA certified system integrator in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Sam has given us the system integrator's perspective, experience, advice, and in connection with a bunch of process control and automation topics in recent years, including cybersecurity a couple of years ago, and most recently with the workforce development cover article in the September issue of Control Magazine. These days, many of what used to be separate topics are now coalescing around digitalization and the industrial internet of things, so we're going to talk about that though more than likely will lapse into some of the others as well. Okay, Sam, uh, sorry for the usual preamble, and uh, thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem, Jim. Uh, Happy to be here, and I'd just like to add, uh, I do sit in Auburn Hills, Michigan, but we also have offices in Indianapolis, Indiana, and Austin, Texas. Okay, so so uh, first off, how do you and your colleagues, uh, both you know, in Michigan and the other offices, you know, how are you guys seeing IIoT and digitalization unfolding lately? You know, what are what are the latest big milestones? So the whole um, IIoT industry 4.0 digitalization, I I think it's been a lot of talk and a lot of theoretical over the last. Mm, 10 years, basically. I think just in the last year or two, though, you're seeing where um, uh, it's it's going from theoretical to practical, and you're seeing real-world applications of digitalization and and seeing the benefits and uh, uh, seeing proof of values and uh, people really starting to say, "What, what can I do with IIoT? Um, what can I do with digitalization? How can this affect my throughput, my uh, quality, so, and stuff like that? So yeah. I think it's is gone there, from is, the boardroom to the plant floor at this point. Right. Is there any characteristics that, uh, you know, things that are common to IIoT applications, any, you know, typical equipment they use? I, um, I, you know, uh, the whole um, the whole plan with IoT is is you really need to to decide upfront what you're going to collect, what data you're going to collect, where you're going to store the data, and how in particular you're going to analyze the data. The the whole um, or a lot of the benefits of IoT are the analytics of the data coming off your plant floor. I mean we. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Uh, you go into a lot of these facilities, and they're very data rich, uh, but they don't do a whole lot with the data because, quite honestly, the people that are running the facility don't have time to take a look and uh, all the data and 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 see what it's telling them. So, 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 given you know that being the case, um, how is you know digitalization and IIoT impacting system integrators like yourself, and then? Uh, what types of technologies and applications and you know projects are effect, impacted by that? 
so I think it's um, uh, as integrators, we're figuring out uh, ways to get closer to the end users and being able to use the data and the information coming off their plant floors to help give them the analytics to, to help them perform better. And, you know, the, the digitalization to perform better, I, I can tell you, like, um, you know, these systems get more and more complicated all the time. And uh, there's, you know, to, to ask somebody on a manufacturing floor to, to maintain and be an expert on all these disparate systems is really asking a lot of somebody. Yeah. Um, is there any particular projects that uh, Patty Engineering has, has done that you could talk about where IIoT and digitalization were used? And, you know, if so, you know, how were they carried out and, and was using IIoT an improvement over, you know, former ways of doing it? Um, sure, absolutely. We, we have a, a couple different projects we're doing right now. Uh, one is um, doing analytics uh, off of uh, uh, parallel CNC machines um, to uh, uh, measure OE, to look at data, to, to see uh, predictive on toolware. I mean, a, lo a lot of times, um, if you take a look at tooling that's sold with a CNC machine, um, you know, maybe the manufacturer says it's, it's good for 20,000 hits. Um, but depending on how you use that tool, um, it could be good for 10,000 hits. It could be used good for 50,000 hits. It's kind of like your tires on your car. And, you know, the manufacturer says, okay, your tires are good for 30,000 miles. Well, depending on your driving habits, they could be good for 15,000 or they could be good for uh, 50,000. And what you don't do with your tires is, is you look at them, right? And you, you see how they're performing and, and that kind of stuff, and you replace them when the tread gets low. Well, it, it's tough to really look at a tool and tell exactly when it's getting dull or, or when it needs to be uh, replaced. Um, but through analytics, we can kind of tell that. Right. And so the old way of, I mean, people used to gather you know, tire information or OEE um, in the past, but, but I guess it was more cumbersome. There was, you know, the programming might have been more difficult. So, so digitalization and IIoT, as I understand it, is, is making some of these tasks easier. And I, I assume it's getting easier for you guys too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, a lot has to be done. Um, as far as how you're going to take the data, like it's, you know, because of communication rates and all, you may have to have some, an edge device to do some pre-processing and all, and then, and then take the data to the cloud or some data lake or something like that. But, uh, you know, the, the design and the, uh, um, and, and how you're going to lay out the data and planning on upfront is, is very important to do. Yeah. Is there any particular tools, you know, data, data laking or, uh, you know, data gathering or analyzing methods that, that you guys have found to be preferable? Um, so there's, there's a lot of uh, AI type systems on the market. There's a lot of, you know, we, we're a big Siemens partner with Siemens MindSphere. There's a lot of, um, uh, analytics and uh, AI tools that are actually built into the MindSphere platform, which is nice. Um, 
and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Cool. All right. Um, some uh, you know sources report that users can you know deploy like a little IIoT box or you know gateway and um, just send data right to the cloud and, and skip the traditional PLC DCS structure entirely. And um, so those you know, former controllers and systems might, you know, become somewhat obsolete in the future. Is there any, any truth to that idea? And, you know, if so, how much and why? I, you know, um, much like your uh, phone is a gateway to the uh, internet, I don't ever see um, some type of, some type of controls device at the, at the machine level going away. Um, uh, you're going to need to have the real world and the, uh, you know, pretty much instant uh, control of I.O. happening at the machine level. Um, you know, will the devices in the future become a little bit more dumb because some of the analytics and all can be done in the cloud? Yes, absolutely. But um, it, I, I see it kind of morphing over time, but I don't see it uh, uh, going away. Uh, in, in covering uh, IIoT and digitalization in, in uh, some of the stories in Control Magazine, we've uh, noticed that they tie together many formerly separate disciplines, such as uh, cybersecurity to protect IIoT's networking. Uh, what are some former silos that digitalization and IIoT bring together, and, and how does that happen? Oh, it, 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 it's, it's amazing. Um the silos that have to break down uh, within our company and even within our clients. Um, you know, uh, for, for instance, uh, the, the old way of uh, designing lines or designing manufacturing systems is, is you know, a, a, a company like a, a large line builder like a canal, let's say. They'll, they'll use a, a simulation tool to kind of lay out the mechanical design and all that stuff or in and how the parts going to process and all and then the MEs would go and design all the mechanics of the system you know how how big a steel do we need how big a load how big a servo drive and then the controls engineer would make everything work well now okay that simulation is coming together and you can do a lot of that design in the simulation and now you can even use the simulation so that's the the basis of your system, and as the controls engineers writing their code, they can test their code in the simulation, which, you know, in, in the whole uh, uh, virtual commissioning aspect of uh, the, the simulation software is really exciting. I, I'll give you a little story, Jim. Um, we, we had a project uh, last year for one of our uh, really good clients, and uh, it took them six months to build up one week of stock to shut down and upgrade this line that we were um, uh, going to do for them. And um, we were the only company that could ensure them that they'd only be down for a week. The other two competitors that were bidding against us said they'd need to shut down the system for four weeks. But the reason we were able to accomplish that one week downtime um, and switchover was because we had tested every line of code through virtual commissioning and simulation before we ever hit the plant floor. So, and, and this is kind of goes into the digital twin concept as well, which is 
another way of, you know, like an operational simulation. Yes. Yeah. Right, and, right. And, and now what do you do when the system's running? Well, right. Yeah, this isn't just for designing and setting up. It, you know, you use the, the simulation for, for operations, just as you guys used it to multitask as the project was, was being put together, right? Yes, sir. Wow, man. It's a brave new world here. Um, and, and, and as we found out with the workforce story in September, there's plenty of new skills uh, that IIoT and digitalization are, are going to require. It seems like rookies, veterans, and everyone in between is going to need training. So, uh, you know, what do they? What do you think they need to learn? Right. Yeah. And you know, um, we were talking. Uh, I was talking with another client, and um, but by doing the digitalization, you know, um, in in doing the digital twin and the simulation and all, you know, the mechanical engineer designed something, and and now the controls engineer says, you realize what you designed mechanically, I can't control. <laughs> right, and, and, right. And, and now they're communicating a lot earlier. So instead of building the system and the controls engineer at that point saying, I can't control this, we have to make some changes. They make it before anything is ever built. They make right. the changes. But the, the silos between the IEs, the MEs, and the EEs are all breaking down because they have to communicate uh, more often and earlier in the process. Yeah, and, and that's good because you might not find out about a, a conflict like that until the acceptance test, you know, in pre in previous years. So that's really good, right? Yep. And, and then um, is is there? But is there any like mental or psychological stress that goes along with that? You know, being joined at the hip sooner. Is there? You know, is there any downside to that? Um. <sighs> You know, or, or maybe it's just beneficial to be. Maybe it's less stressful to yeah, find out I, the bad you know, news it, sooner. It, it's it's a it's a different way of working, um, and uh, you know, it's uh, maybe you got to get a little bit more outside of your comfort zone. And um, you know, engineers have a tendency tendency to be a little introverted. Right. So um, you know, so so there's a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness that way. Yeah. But they, they, but they must get, you know, used to it with practice, right? I mean, uh, right. Yeah, cool. All right. So, so then, uh, um, um, you know, one of the things that we've been kind of a little concerned about is, is, you know, once IoT and digitalization really get going, that just like things like Amazon Web Service are just going to eat everything. And, uh, you know, if not, if, if, so, you know, why is that going to happen? Or maybe if not, why not? Um, well, you know, uh, Amazon Web Services, um, you know, they, they certainly have a, 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 a great uh, cloud-based storage system. And like I know the Siemens MindSphere on the back end, they're, used, they're partnered with AWS, right? Right. So mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think um, – uh, AWS is certainly going to be a uh, uh, a big player, and I think um, one of the things that you're seeing is like Amazon and Google and Microsoft and all are are you know getting closer to manufacturing, right? It's it, they're, they they've kind of under they've kind of discovered uh, manufacturing and what mm -hmm. they can do as far as the data and all. So yeah, I, I think they're going to be a force 
in the future without a doubt. So, right, but they but they won't replace. I mean, like you know, like with the earlier question about uh, you know, is is uh, IIoT going to take over from controllers or yeah, you know, there's always the feeling like one's going to win and one's going to lose and somebody's going to go, you know, take over and somebody's going to go away. And it really is, they kind of go along. A lot of these things just go along together. You know, Amazon Web Services will have its place and it may be a large piece of the pie, but then, you know, all of the, you know, or many of the existing ways of doing things, you can't use the cloud everywhere. You may need to be on the edge. So, so a lot of these things, you know, it's not like one thing will replace the others. A lot of times they'll just go along into the future and, you know, like, uh, you know, like, like TV was going to replace radio and movies and they just can all continue together. So is that, is that, you think that'll happen with what we're looking at now? Yeah, I kind of agree. All right. Well, listen, this has been a good conversation. Uh, I'm sorry to interject so much, but uh, thanks for the input and, and thanks for cluing us in today about uh, some of these things. Hey, Jim, it's been uh, my pleasure. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I, as our sign-off, uh, this has been another Control Amplified podcast. I'm Jim Montague. Thanks for listening. And, oh, and please remember that uh, Control Amplified podcasts are available on most of the podcasting apps, such as the iTunes Store and Google Play. And you can also go to Control Magazine's uh, YouTube channel for the podcasts. And you can also listen anytime at uh, controlglobal.com, of course. All right. Thanks a bunch, everybody. Thanks.